MailChimp presents. Clusters aren't always a bad thing. Like a cluster of stars in the night sky, or those crunchy little clusters in your cereal. But you know what's never good? A clustomer. A clustomer is what happens when marketers group customers with very different behaviors into one big messy audience. Like when someone receives a new customer coupon code, but they're already an existing customer. Intuit MailChimp can help. They offer email marketing personalization tools that help marketers send product recommendations and discounts based on behavior data, turning your customers back into the unique customers that they are. Intuit MailChimp, the number one email marketing and automations brand. Based on competitor brands' publicly available data on worldwide number of customers in 2021 and 2022. This is Listening, a podcast where we ask musicians to keep a sonic diary, transforming the sounds around them into a musical portrait of a particular moment and place. In each episode, we'll try on the ears of a different musician to find out how they listen. I think that it takes a long time to really even like listen to yourself or be honest with yourself. Obviously we're not talking about like listening physically with your ears, but sort of like internally. And what their world sounds like. I'm Elia Einhorn. I'm a musician, radio host, and DJ. And as curator for listening, I have the great privilege of bringing you insights from some of the most exciting minds in music, like Laraji, Nico Case, Mdu Mokhtar, and today's guest, Waxahachie's Katie Crutchfield. I led a pretty chaotic life for a really long time. So I think that I hit a bottom at a certain point and... I moved to Kansas and like my world just got a little smaller and a little bit more quiet. And, and, and in the quiet, I really thrived in the quiet. I was really able to hear, you know, what I needed to hear. Katie Crutchfield is the singer songwriter behind indie rock sensation Waxahachie. Her music spans ragged punk and ethereal country folk, all underpinned by deft and sensitive lyricism. A decade after she got her musical start playing in punk bands with her twin sister, Allison, Katie's celebrating her biggest record yet, 2020's St. Cloud, which topped numerous critics' lists and saw her embraced by a mainstream audience. In this episode, we'll hear how Katie breaks through the chatter of the mind and the changes she made to help center herself during a time of upheaval and uncertainty. Then we'll get a chance to immerse ourselves in her composition and meet up afterward to discuss... Katie Crutchfield, a.k.a. Waxahachie, thank you for speaking with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. I am so excited to discuss your incredible composition in just a minute. I wonder, though, could we begin by discussing the role that active or intentional listening plays in your art? When I was younger and I first started writing songs, I think I was probably a pretty bad listener. (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like that's something that your ear gets sharper and what you are listening for is sort of something that you chip away at mm-hmm. over the years as you sort of grow into whatever type of musical artist you're trying to be. Mm. I feel like I kind of have grown from being pretty zoomed into my own ideas and taking on all my output, kind of taking every element of that on by myself to now sort of constantly passively listening and integrating that into how I make what I make. So we're talking about this evolution of your ability to listen. I wonder if you could go back in time and tell, say, 10-year-old Katie one thing about listening, what would that be? I think that it takes a long time to really even like listen to yourself or be honest with yourself. You know, obviously we're not talking about like listening physically with your ears, but sort of like internally. I think that there's a little element of like people pleasing that goes on, especially when we're younger, that when something's like a no deep down, you sort of like can't externalize the no. So it's a yes outwardly. And then you're sort of like, that doesn't feel right. I think that that happens a lot. And and so now I feel like I've gotten better at listening to the no's and saying no when it is no. How do you make space to listen? Just to listen outside of maybe the act of creation or outside of your day-to-day? I think I've done a lot to eliminate distraction and I've done a lot of experimenting with like what greases the wheels of this and what makes things harder. Obviously, we've all spent a lot of time sort of alone or slowed down just sort of by the pandemic. So everybody sort of had that experience for the last year and a half. But prior to that, I had spent about 18 months sort of choosing to do that. Wow. But the good thing about it is I've done a lot of experimenting with what serves this higher purpose? If we're calling like writing songs to be the thing that is like this higher purpose for me, it like brings me a lot of satisfaction and it's reflected back to me that like it's something people want from me. So I sort of, I've just kind of thought like what serves that and what doesn't? I don't drink anymore. So being sober and being sort of offline and just, you know, doing a lot of things that I think are... clear my head. I mean, a lot of exercise and journaling and things like that, you know, therapies, all all of that stuff, the self-care stuff has been really huge. So I think just finding ways to serve the thing, you know, Um, what what helps me be better at this, what makes this more easeful and um, what doesn't. Mm. I led a pretty chaotic life for a really long time. So I think that I hit a bottom at a certain point and I moved to Kansas and like my world just got a little smaller and a little bit more quiet. And, and, and in the quiet, I really thrived. In the quiet, I was really able to hear, you know, what I needed to hear. I wonder, did you feel a shift in that inner voice, that sort of inner chatter after you got sober? And, and I'll sort of share my experience first, which was on the one hand, I think the chatter actually increased when I got sober in some ways, because drugs and alcohol are good at knocking it down. But I didn't have some of the uh, peaks and troughs that come with when you're an active alcoholic and drug addict. Does that resonate with you at all, Katie? I always think of you when I think of right when I got sober because we were at Primavera 
we did an interview together and literally yeah. I think that was the last day yeah. I drank ever was <laughs> when we did this interview. So I'm like, maybe Elia kind of like <laughs> sort of lent me some of his like sober grace and wisdom. <laughs> um, I certainly, oh. that's really, honestly, you kind of hit the nail on the head of like what my album St. Cloud is really about. It's a lot of the chatter and the, the sort of like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more anxious or I'm so much more like aware of mm. all the chaos that's happening in my mind. So yeah, there's there's definitely some craziness in the beginning, but... I'm coming up on three years in like yes. a in like a month. Yeah, I know. So I never in a million years would have thought that, but yeah. And so in three years, I've kind of like learned how to channel that a little bit better. With all that in mind, let's take a listen to the composition that Katie created, and we'll meet on the other side to discuss it.
screen. Please see with our eyes. Sing is how we find out the colors, size, shapes, and movement of things around us. We hear with our ears. find out about the sound around us. We touch with our fingers and skin. Touching is how we find out who, how things feel around us. With our tongue. Thanks is, I think, is how we find out about the food around us. We smell with our nose. Smelling is how we find out about the
Katie, thanks so much for this beautiful piece. Tell me this, if you had to pick just one, what's your favorite sound? One of my favorite sounds, and I use this in my piece, is just sort of like the hum of the road when you're driving, just sort of like the road noise, the sound of the tires spinning against the concrete. And yeah, I I recorded some of that for my piece because I like it so much. But I've become a really just a big fan of all different kinds of white noise and um, just different sort of like hum noises like that I find to be like so insanely relaxing. Tell me, when did you create this? So I had just come home from a road trip. You know what? I'm trying to remember where. I think I was in Memphis, which is somewhere that I travel to a lot. Mm. So I was coming home and I knew I wanted to like work on this when I got back. So I was thinking about it. And as I was driving back, I was like, oh, I'm going to record some of my favorite white noise. Yes. <laughs> so this is you and your partner, Kevin Morby. Driving back from Memphis, how did you record this sound, Katie? So this sound, um, because it was impromptu, it's just on my phone. This was around Kevin's birthday. Actually, it may have been on Kevin's birthday, which is April 2nd. So there's, there's some hope in the air. There's some, you know, there's some excitement. There's some good news, finally, after <laughs> a long time of no good news. We have a little studio out in our backyard. I wrote a lot of St. Cloud out there. So I, yeah, just kind of started noodling around over the, uh, over the road noise. What's this melody that you're singing here, Katie? I've never done anything like this before. I'm such a like meat and potato songwriter of like first chorus, first chorus, chorus, end of song, three minutes, we're done, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I sort of wanted it to feel like a I don't know, like a storm or something, like a springtime storm where there's some sweetness in it and there's some darkness. Like it's just sort of um, two things at once. This is my niece, Lola, who I'm very close with. Um, and she, she's so special. Um, and she, now she's in second grade and has been reading for a while, but this is an old recording when she first was learning to read. And she, I just was listening to her like sweet voice reading to me and I just smashed record. We 
this might be the like the sort of most intense part of the storm where it is still dark and kind of sweet at the same time like there's something about a storm that's like the earth is getting what it needs you know but it might be a little bit scary and so I really tried to kind of up both elements as much as I could And obviously just having this like little sweet child just say the most sort of basic truths about being a human <laughs> is really nice. Feel around us. There was not really any planning about it. It was more so just sort of like responding to like moods, you know, just sort of being like, I don't really know exactly why this is working so well, but it, <laughs> but it is. There's an element of tone poem to it almost. Exactly. Yeah. And then to me, this, this next portion, I, I sort of see it in three portions and this is sort of like the sun coming out of it. To me, melody's so abstract, and it's it's so magic. It's like a lot of magical thinking with melody. It can just happen at any moment, and as a songwriter, it's like the biggest currency, you know? Um, that And it's, it's sort of like this really beautiful way of living life is that at any point I could be on a run, or I could be out at a party, or I could be wherever, and like this melody that's gonna like change my whole life, you know, <laughs> could like happen in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I'll have to step aside and record it and write that song and then that song will be like a big part of my life. It strikes me that this is sort of the, the end result of a confluence of listening to what's around you and then listening to that inner voice that maybe we don't understand, right? Yes. And, and all of a sudden, there's something beautiful that didn't exist before. Yes. It is sort of the nature of it. At any point, something really exciting could kind of just happen in your head, you know? Katie Crutchfield, Thank you so much for this wonderful piece. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for speaking with me today. Thanks, Elia. This is great. I'm Elia Einhorn, and this is Listening. To journey with Katie's piece again, head over to the companion to this episode, Waxahachie Full Composition. On the next episode, Emdu Mokhtar. I can never forget that moment because thanks to it I became an artist because I could see that he was giving people such joy and people were screaming and dancing and he was putting a smile on their face and I just thought I want to become this man. Listening is an original series from MailChimp made in partnership with TalkHouse and 3DB. Thanks for tuning in. MailChimp presents 